Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another interview for Technology Uncorked. My name is Jeff Quattromani, and this show is brought to you by Boost Mobile. Now, I like to do a little bit of competitor analysis every now and then, and it's important that if I'm going to talk to you about Boost, that I at least tell you whether they stack up to their competition. Now, let's look at Optus Prepaid as an example. Optus Prepaid, $30 per month, and you'll get 35 gigs of data, unlimited calls and text. I switch over to Boost, have a quick look at them. They have a $30 prepaid SIM as well. Includes 40 gigs of data, including that unlimited calls and texts. And I can also tell you that the Boost option also includes more countries in the unlimited international standard calls and texts than Optus does. And let me be clear, Boost runs on the Telstra network. So I'm not even comparing networks here, I'm just comparing plans. And on plans alone, the value for money, you will get a better deal based on the, on the surface here, looking at Boost Mobile and Optus on prepaid. This is crazy, but it's worth checking out. If you are seriously thinking about going prepaid, you really do need to be looking at the competition. I'm happy to continue to do it for you, but just go to boost.com.au and have a look for yourself. Always look at what's included, look at what networks you're connecting to, and look at the inclusions, such as the international calling, the music streaming that is unmetered and not included in an allowance. But of course, do factor in that coverage because, hey, if you can't make a call or you can't connect to the internet, then what good is having all of that data and the Telstra network to connect to? So do pay attention to all those things. Head to boost.com.au and have a look. Now, Today, we have a really interesting interview. Um, it's David Piggott. He is the Managing Director for Australia New Zealand at Jabra. Now, I've been using Jabra headsets and headphones for years. And in fact, it was interesting during the interview, I had a quick look on YouTube to see the reviews that I've done in the past. And there are products from nine years ago from Jabra that I have reviewed, and we talk about those as well. So I've been around the brand for a long time. It was great to finally connect with somebody from Jabra and have the conversation. Uh, chances are, if you've called a call center before, there's a good chance they're talking back to you on a Jabra headset, but maybe you'll be needing to be doing the same as we're all working from home and need to make sure that our Teams calls, our Zoom calls, all sound absolutely clear. This is a really good insight to telephony, headphones, and audio in general uh, with David Piggott. So take a listen. Now, David, uh, many people have heard of Jabra, but for those who don't know, um, who is Jabra and, and how long have they been around for? Jabra is part of a um, much larger organization called GN, which is based in Ballarup, uh, in just outside Copenhagen. Mm -hmm. um, I can actually bore you with a really long story because our company has been going for 151 years. Um, That's a staggering amount for a technology company. Isn't it just, and, and it's funny because I remember sitting in front of one of our local banks and going, yes, we've just celebrated our 150th year. And they kind of looked up and went, yeah, we've just done 200. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we've been going for 151 years. If you follow the history back, um, and I won't go through all 150 years, but, but GN started um, as a telegraph company. And they built, it's a fascinating story if you look at it, but they, they built um, the first ever connection between Shanghai and Europe. And they built a network that went through Tsarish, Tsarist Russia, um, connected in, into, into Copenhagen, and basically connected the world from a, from a communication point of view. Um, 
so we do like to say that we built the first ever internet, which I know other people have said, but we, we do like to say because we, we, we actually did build the first ever connection between Asia and Europe. Um, and then if you think of the complexity of it as well, um, the Chinese language is obviously so different from an alphabet point of view to, to the European. Hmm. And so we also had to, to, to translate into a kind of a Morse code thing. We had to translate their entire um, alphabet which is probably the wrong way to describe their their, um, their writing, but we translated mm. their alphabet into binary, and every single Chinese character then had a four-digit identifier, um, which is still used today. So when you're programming language and you're using Chinese characters, you still use the same binary message that was developed 151 years ago by GN. So not only do we like to say we built the first internet, we also built the first ever programming language. So that is phenomenal. And, and I'm assuming this isn't just a very long network cable that was just run end to end and someone had to plug it in on each side. This is this is pretty significant. But we're, we're, actually, pretty much it is just one continuous cable. Um, and, and if you think at the time, negotiating with um, the czar to build a telegraph connection between yeah you know, that ran across vast expanses and it's going through the most hostile parts of the world as well yeah. to connect it um running sub um, submarine cables we were the first people to do that you know it, it's it's actually fascinating and then from that uh, obviously as any company that, that's lasted this long um, it's the morphing. It's the understanding um, opportunities and understanding how to kind of, I kind of hate this phrase, but, but pivot to your business into the different yeah. areas. And so over a long period of time, we, we, you know, we were a service provider. Um, we moved into, into mobility. Um, and so the telephone that was in John Lennon's um, Rolls-Royce, you know, the, the white telephone that was this famous, it's like the right. first ever mobile uh, car phone was a GN um, device that, that John Lennon was using to, 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 like <laughs> to, to organize his, his revolution in the bed. Um, <laughs> so, so we went from that and, and then we've morphed in. So if you look at GN now, yeah. um, and if this answer is too long, I'm sure you can just say, but no, it, no. It, it, uh, if you look at GN now, it's split into two parts. We have GN Hearing, um, which um, is uh, the market leader in hearing aids and mm -hmm. uh, assistance for people who have hearing difficulties. Um, so they, they've just launched um, a couple of months ago this fantastic new product that allows you to have spatial sound from a hearing aid. Um, wow. And if you think your ear is totally unique, so you actually hear sound differently to me because mm. of the shape of your ear and the fact that the noise comes in, it gets um, in, into this kind of cone, which is a different shape to mine. So it will bounce the sound around differently as it goes into your ear. And one of the problems with hearing aids is picking up that meant that you needed to have a microphone right next to the speaker. Yes. And we all know what that does because we've all been to concerts where the lead singer has gone too close to the speaker and you hear that awful sound. Yeah. Yep. So, um, GN Hearing just recently were able to build a super complex algorithm. I'm not mathematical, but it's a super co complex algorithm that was able to separate the two and allow the microphone to be right next to the speaker. So the microphone can actually be in the middle of your ear and pick up the, the kind of color that we hear. 
um, as opposed to having a microphone around the back of your ear, which can still pick up the sound, but not to the same depth. Does wow. that kind of make sense? Yeah, no, it does. It does. It sounds similar to the way that um, that Apple does their noise cancelling on their AirPods, as they put a microphone inside the ear as well. Yeah, yeah, good. Um, that's interesting. It, it, and so that that's um, uh, hearing, um, and mm -hmm. they're a major part of our organisation. And then Jabra is the brand name, or one of the brand names that resides under GN Audio, and we've been in the market for. Well, for a long time. If you imagine back in 19, what, 1979, we designed the very first contact center headset as, as the contact center market or the call center market, as it was called then, was was yeah. um, developing. We were the first to put noise cancelling into an enterprise headset or active noise cancelling into an enterprise headset. We were the first to build a, um, a noise cancelling microphone so right. that it doesn't pick up what's going on around you it just focuses on your voice so we did all of these kind of things as firsts and um that, that's where we are that, that's how it's we've phenomenal. arrived and and just going back to the hearing aids piece because i mean i don't want to talk about jabra specifically but i wanted to quickly ask with the hearing aids because i think the last time i i saw these from from gn they they now connect to smartphones and things like that it's not just a hearing aid to hear the outside world no, correct. Uh, and so, again, as a world first, Jabra were the first people to build a hearing aid that worked specifically with an iPhone. Um, and so the integration between our two development teams w w was key. And um, one of the beautiful things that you can do is then you can control the sound. So um, if you imagine everything now is, is, is software driven um, and increasingly, if you can have on a, an iPhone app, or any app, you know, Android, iPhone, mm. um, you have an app that then can control the hearing aid. You can do wonderful things like, um, I, I suffer now from when I go to a loud environment, such as a pub that has terrible acoustics, you no know, concrete floor, concrete ceiling. Why don't yep. you just build an echo chamber for me to go and have a beer in? <laughs> so you walk into that and you just can't hear because you know, there's yeah. too much noise and I'm you know, not, not the youngest of people. Um, and, and so with this capability, you can then focus the sound. So instead of it being picking up everything, you can focus it down to, I actually just want to hear the person in front of me. Yeah, right. Or I just want to hear the TV or that. So, so this ability to integrate into your iPhone gives you control, but it also allows you, and there's been some beautifully emotional um, videos and, and promotional material created of you know, grandparents being able to speak to, to the grandchildren mm. and actually being able no. to have a conversation, which is, it really does transform people's lives, having this kind of um, sound audio capability, which, which is, is nice to be part of. It's one of those amazing spaces, and I think you don't really know about the advancements in the technology there until you almost need one, which is which is the sad part of it. But yeah, I remember hearing about that, and I thought I just had to quickly make sure it was it was you guys that were doing it, which is awesome. Yeah. Um. I mean, and obviously switching to towards consumer products, twenty twenty for you guys has probably been a pretty fairly interesting year. I'm expecting that you know if I remember the webcam market, such as Logitech and others trying to keep up with stock of webcams as people are shifting to work from home. I'm thinking it's similar to, to Jabra products that, you know, people need headsets to be on these Teams meetings and Zoom meetings that we're all, you know, suddenly having. Yeah. Um, 
it, it's it's actually a difficult subject to talk about because you can see so much suffering um, in the economy that we have today. You know, I've got um, friends who've won the run these amazing organizations that, that are very people centric mm. um, and then when we hit covid obviously that was not possible so you, so there's a lot of businesses that are struggling you know we look at the travel industry we look at people centric businesses um, and then it, it's actually hard for us to kind of celebrate because we have had um, a, a really busy year yeah we've seen a a 99% year on year growth this year, uh, which kind of annoys me because why can't we get to the 100%? But we've seen a 99% year on year growth over last year's activity. Um, Unbelievable. And the, um, the interesting thing is, is if you look, I mean, Teams, Microsoft Teams has gone through the, the, the roof. So Zoom, mm -hmm. so all of these capabilities. Um, and I think there's what, 115 million global daily users of teams now and halfway through covid it was sitting at like 70 million and now it's 115 yeah. million so it's just ballooned mm. and what's interesting i was gonna say funny but what's interesting is um from a you know i, I run the sales and marketing operation for australia and new zealand and um we struggled to get stock in at the, the height. We had so many orders and we just couldn't manufacture enough stuff. So our production teams were under huge stress. And in, mm. in a period of three months, so imagine from Chinese New Year when we initially had lockdown in, in China and our production yeah. facilities were all upset. Um, in three months from Chinese lockdown, they doubled and in some cases tripled production. And in, in, wow. in a three-month period, when you look at, you know, they're quite complex products to make because there's lots of little components, but there's also things like packaging and, you know, um, pamphlets that go in them and all that kind of stuff. Getting everything together to make them is actually really complicated. That's true. Do they get and at, the same, at the same time doing quality as well? You want to make sure that even if yeah. you're scaling up, you still want to produce the same quality product. Yeah, completely. Uh, and at the time. You know, in, in China, there was um, a lot of lockdown of people working, so people couldn't move, so you couldn't actually yeah. get people in. And there was also a fear, um, and, and I think that fear exists still in many parts of the world, that, mm. you know, as soon as there's a rumor of anyone having a sneeze, then the whole factory would walk out. Um, so, so there's wow. all of those things to, to, to consider. And then these poor people who work in production, you know, normal times they'd sit back and you know everyone would be popping the champagne cork and going brilliant well done you've tripled in some situations yeah. you've tripled production but very little thanks coming from the sales team because it's 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 a case of yes can we make more you do more though <laughs> yes <yeah>. so, <laughs> so i mean it's been a brilliant story for, from our production capability um and from managing expectations in the market um it's, it's just been a fascinating year and um it definitely has been. I mean, and, and that's obviously because communication has become the number one thing for most businesses to continue. I mean, with, you know, most companies going from zero remote employees to 100%. I know that even myself, I haven't gone back to the office since March. Um, and, and you rely on the technology really working to have good meetings and to have meetings where you can be heard and things like that. What are the sort of trends that, that Jabra saw in terms of in terms of this space? Because I imagine that headsets have, have boomed and things like that. But is there a particular 
um, slant or angle that people are going for to, to adjust to this working from home environment? Um, yes. So um, actually, if, if I take it down a slightly different path, and, and, and if I'm going totally tangential and just bring me back on online. That's all right. But if you think of the, the kind of um, the, 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 the pains, if you want to use that word, of a, um, a knowledge worker, yeah. Um, and then the three areas that, that we have to think about when we're working from home or even when we work in the office are the ability to concentrate, mm -hmm. um, the ability to collaborate, and then having the flexibility to be able to work pretty much from anywhere. Yeah. Um, and if I, if I take a step back again, um, most people across Australia um, and New Zealand were um, sent home. So I think mm. just recently, New South Wales have opened up and said, let's get the offices back in. I know Victoria was in that second lockdown from July through to very recently. It is a massive lockdown. And so having to work from home was um, no longer a, a kind of a benefit or a bonus. It was a must. Yep. Um, what we saw is I have this kind of luxury of having a purpose-built work from home space at home. I have an office, I've got a desk, I've got a door I can close. Um, it's a nice environment to work in because that's my normal status. I work from home, I work from the office, I work from the airport, I work from anywhere. Okay. There's, there's a, a huge number of people who have been asked to work from home quite quickly. So it hasn't been a, a slow step in, it's been an, an immediate rush, work from home. Here's That's a right. laptop, here's a device, go for your life. But Microsoft recently did a study that said, I think it was around 66%, uh, I can find the stats for you to be specific, but it's around 66% of people who work from home don't have a dedicated space. Yeah. So I'm lucky, I live in a house, it, you know, I've got space. If you think about people who work, live in um, apartments, live in shared accommodation, they've got um, their children, they've got their partner, um, their partner could be working from home, you could be working from home and you're sitting around the, the, the same kitchen table. Mm. Being able to concentrate in that noisy environment is just super difficult. If you add into that, the ability to collaborate in that noisy environment is also super difficult because you've got yeah. background noise, you've got distraction, you've got everything going on. And then allowing people to have the flexibility to be able to go, do you know what, I'm gonna go and sit in my bedroom or I'm gonna go down to the coffee shop because we can now go to coffee shops. Um, or, or do you know what, sorry, I'm gonna go into the office. And giving them that flexibility to work from anywhere has been, um, the, the, the key pillars that we've been focusing on when we've been talking to our customers. Hmm. Now, now, I'm going to bring it back because I'm not quite sure that answered your question. No, no, you get, you're on the right track. Okay. Um, so if we then look at um, concentration um, as, as your first thing. Now, you, you spoke earlier about... Um, uh, AirPods, and they're, they're one of the most common devices used. Um, they are um, a, a really good um, consumer device. Uh, and, and basically, if you put them in your ear, you're going to have some level of noise 
cut out you know because if you stick your fingers in your ear you have passive noise cancelling if you stick anything in your ear it, it kind of cuts it out i wouldn't recommend sticking a lego brick in your ear but you stick anything in your ear and you've got some kind of noise cancelling yeah? yes so it allows you to focus and the the, the those products that we spoke about earlier were also good for consuming media so if you want mm. to be able to concentrate you could maybe play some sounds or some music in the background to kind of cut out you know, basically creating your own kind of white noise the problem with that then is when we then move back into the office or you move back into the social environment of working um, if you've gone and bought a, a, a nice consumer grade active noise cancelling device i don't know if you ever tried this but how old's your how old are your he's children two he's two years okay. old he's a very noisy two-year-old okay he's probably a little bit early for this experiment i was going to say if you put if you go and get a, a noise cancelling headset and you stick it on anyone's head stick it on your wife's head and mm -hmm. uh, you don't have to listen to music just stick it on turn noise cancelling on and then ask her a question yeah they will shout the answer <laughs> back to you every order they shout the answer back to you that's um, true and the reason for that is your brain can't hear your voice mm. and because your brain can't hear your voice it then goes well i must have to talk louder because if i can't hear it neither can they and yeah. so using these kind of consumer grade noise cancelling devices really fine for airplanes great for consuming um, uh, media great for when you're working totally on your own but if you then took them all back so think of a large enterprise and everyone's working from home and they've all bought an, a, a consumer grade active noise cancelling device and they all take it back to the office and you're sitting there poor little you sitting there typing away and everyone around you is shouting into the yeah. phone it, it yeah. then becomes this cacophony of sound which takes the problem from working from home into the office and creates an extremely stressful environment hmm. Um, and, and when you're looking at professional headsets, uh, and there are a number of manufacturers of professional headsets, but if, if you concentrate on Jabra's professional headsets, um, someone like Microsoft then make us or, or work with us to design capabilities into these noise cancelling devices, such as side tone and side tone, side tone. Okay. And, and side tone, if you think most of our devices, all of our, uh, sorry, all of our devices have a microphone. Mm -hmm. And if you imagine you've got the boom arm in front of you, which is the best place for a microphone in a professional environment, that microphone is then feeding your voice back into your head. Yeah. Not like an echo. It's not like, you know, you've got one of those dodgy mobile connections and you can hear yourself. You, yes. But it just tells your brain, actually, I can hear you. So don't shout. And so when we're talking to our customers about how to move into, into a work from home environment it's really actually i think it's really important um, for us to look at well what's the right tool to give to our workers and mm. just saying go out there and buy anything short-term fix creates its own problems so having mm. in concentration allowing you to to really focus in your environment so yes have noise cancelling um, yes, be able to, to you know, I was going to say cone of silence, but that, that conjures a picture of a comedy show. Um, so, you know, yes, you want to be able to concentrate on everything you're doing, but then you have to think of people around you. Not today when we're in a work from home, but as we go back to the office, and we will hopefully, fingers crossed, go back to the office very soon because 
I miss it, you miss it. It's that social side. Yeah. Um, and, and then looking at other things, like we build busy lights into devices because very few people um, have an office door. And if you're That's working right. from home and you know your, your family is saying, are you on the call? We built a busy light into the headset so everyone can see that you're busy. And it's it's kind of the equivalent of closing a door. I like that. That's yeah. a good point. And that kind of helps build this kind of zone of concentration. So it's just making sure we've got the right tool. Um, if and and just on that too, actually, it's an interesting point you make because you've got the you've got the busy light um, on on the headsets. Do you have one that shows when they're on mute? which could potentially allow us to not have to shout through every Zoom meeting when someone's trying to talk and let them know that they're on mute and we can't hear them. Uh, yeah, well, there's, there's a couple of ways you can do that. Firstly, you can actually see when someone's got the mute. It, it is funny, isn't it? How, how many meetings start with, can you hear me? Can you <laughs> can, see can my you slide? See my yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it's just quality. Yes, I can. Get on with it. Yes, it is working. <laughs> Zoom hasn't gone down. It's, it's doing what it says it's doing. Yeah, and, the, and then they, they start answering your question. You go, no, you're on mute. Um, <laughs> this is totally off the subject. But have you ever seen the movie Penguins of Madagascar? No. I'm going to die. You love it anyway because you've got a two-year-old son and it's yeah. just a really cute movie. Um, the evil character in there is an octopus called Dave. And I'm not right. going to ruin anything for for you, but but Dave is the uh, boo ha ha, you know, the the the, the, um, the big evil conqueror of the world, and um, he gets into a conversation with the penguins, and they go, no 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 no, Dave, we can't hear you. <laughs> then he puts his reading glasses on and he's trying to find out how that yes i can hear you oh, you've turned your video off and it's just <laughs> if i can point you towards it it's just quality it's a really good clip that kind of shows the pain we're going through but but taking it back to to um blatant pitch for for for, for what we do um we make things like that simple hmm. so um in our devices um as you move the boom so move your boom arm up and it mutes move the boom arm down and it comes off mute all right um and it's linked again this is why it's important um from our view anyway and certainly from microsoft's view because they make us go through a, a huge certification program just as an aside for every device that gets microsoft Teams certification they make us go through a 180-page testing document. Wow. Uh, which, and, and it is a wow. It's like for everyone. And that's not just, you know, they're not just doing it for giggle. They're not doing yeah. it for to waste their time because their engineers are as busy as our engineers. It's mm. because the quality of the experience is everything, whether it's Microsoft, whether it's Zoom, whether it's um, any of the, the, the major manufacturers. It is this quality. And um, when you go through the testing certification, having something like the boom arm linked to Teams so that when you do put the boom arm up, it mutes Teams. When you pull the boom arm down, it takes you off mute. Um, so it, it's those kind of things. And with the, the lights, um, which is more, more related to the question that you asked, um, if, if you think headsets, the, the headsets that we create now are so software centric. You know, we, we release software updates um, to, to fall in line with Microsoft. So when they release a new feature, we make sure it's built into the, to the platform. Okay. Um, 
and the programmability of the headset. So when we're talking to the IT teams of many contact centers and many businesses, as they go through certain triggers within their environment. Um, so if you're a call center agent and you're working from home, um, we can have things that say, um, your average handle time has gone high. You know, we can trigger a light. Um, you're, mm-hmm. uh, you're wanting, this is actually more if you're in the central contact center, but if you're wanting yeah. assistance, um, imagine that the light that you press when you're at the checkout, you know, and, and the mm. person at the checkout wants help and they go ping. So we can baking. say, yeah. And, and so your headset can turn red um, as an example to say, actually, I'd like some help. Um, so that those lights do become more of a busy light. They become more of a, an indication for those people around you as to what your state is. If that's that, incredible. If that helps. Yeah, no, no, it does. And it, and I think it's going to be something that, you know, people probably used to see some of those products as, oh, that's for call centers and receptionists and things like that. And if they haven't already had to make a change because they're working from home, I think as we start to go back, we're going to do even more virtual meetings still that's still going to be there, but you'll be in a noisier environment potentially than you were when you were at home. Yeah. I think these kind of headsets will start to become the norm and, you know, plugging in a pair of corded headphones that you just got for free in the box with your phone doesn't cut it anymore and having a good experience being able to be heard as well as hear what's going on down the other end of the line these things are becoming more and more important yeah totally uh, and th- this also links into um if you think uh, uh, mobile technology if you just break it down into two forms um there's there's bluetooth which is the everywhere always on um mm-hmm. technology that we're used to it's in your mobile phone um if you just connected your um, headset to the Bluetooth in the laptop, it's just not powerful enough. So one thing that, that um, again, with, with the Microsoft certification that we need to go through, they actually ask us to have a dongle and the dongle gets plugged in via USB, whether it's uh, A or C, into your, into your laptop. And it yeah. creates a super strong, always on Bluetooth connectivity. So it's not gonna drop out when you're uh, halfway through a call. And, and if you think of the stresses that we're on, I mean, my day starts very early and finishes very late because I, I have you know teams in, in um, Asia and I have teams in Europe. So you can be on calls at different times. Yeah. We actually find that people are working longer when you're working from home. The ability to separate your work and your life becomes increasingly difficult. True. Um, and so then things that stress you out like if our call dropped out right now, it would be annoying. It would be stressful. We'll both struggle to get back on and we'll get back on and go, oh my God, I'm sorry, my network broke it. <laughs> so, you know, having that Bluetooth connectivity and making sure it's on and stays on and is tested and hits a certain certification level is key. And, and that's for Bluetooth. Mm. But even with the best Bluetooth in the world, it only has a certain range. Um, and if range becomes important, the, you then move on to the tried and tested decked technology which was created a long time you know the the, uh, the, the cordless first phone, cordless tones yeah so yeah. It's digitally enhanced cordless telephony is where it came from mm. um and that just gives you so much more range so interesting you know before we got on this call yeah, yeah i was looking for my mobile phone i was walking around the entire house you know and i went to yeah yeah and then, then that's the thing. I can actually walk all the way down our street and still maintain connectivity. So you can actually go and stand in front, you know, stand in the garden and get a bit of sun ray while you're on a call. 
So having this mobility and having different technologies depending on your requirement, mm. um, I think is, is super important. And just on that too, I think anybody who's listening is getting a pretty good audio sample of what it's like to be um, to be using one of the headsets that you're wearing. Can, can you share what model it is that you're actually got on at the moment? Yeah, so right now I'm using the Engage 75, mm-hmm. um, which is... Um, it's an, I know I'm slightly biased here, but it's an absolutely brilliant <laughs> device. Um, we, when we created this a couple of years ago, um, we actually went, we, we were talking to a very large contact center in, um, in Europe and they wanted mobility. Um, mm-hmm. And Apple did a brilliant thing for us a few years ago because they said that sitting is, is like the new smoking. That's right. Yeah, and then it was this big, and it is. I mean, I, I, I'm standing right now. I've got a standing desk. I try and sit um, for a very short period in the day because otherwise it can puts your body in funny positions. So, so sitting is the new smoker. It's not quite as bad as that, but yeah, it, it, it's it's not good for you. Possibly, it's not good for you. Yeah. 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 And so we were talking to this large contact center, and they said we'd really like everybody to have wireless. And we went, okay, how many people? And they said yeah, a couple of thousand. And we went, oh my god. Because wow. as soon as you get a lot of people, um, and you'll know this from, from, you, from your um, background in, in um, data and, and IT, if you yeah. get a lot of people in a wireless environment, you start to, to run out of bandwidth and you get crosstalk and you get all of these problems with, mm. with too many people using that, that, that kind of spectrum. And so we, um, we went off and, and designed, and we actually went to the chipset manufacturer and said, we'd like to triple the density. And they went... <laughs> Oh, why don't you give us an easy problem? We went out and we tripled the density. So we actually took a chipset all the way back to the drawing board and we created this brand new chipset, which we had exclusive um, uh, access to for a long time. Um, and we built that into the headset. And one of the sides of it was it not only gave us three times the density. So, we, it, you know, if you look talking about a contact center, you can get three times as many people now on a wireless device so they can stand they can walk around they can control the call they can keep mobile so they're not sitting all day so it helps with their concentration Um, i know i think better on my feet than i do sitting especially after lunch you know in the the afternoon but on top of that density we also built in this um, security capability um, which um, if you think from a decked device, my headset is tethered to the base station, so the mm-hmm. base of, of the deck device, and then that's USB'd into, into my laptop. Yep. And from my headset to the base, I am um, converting the signal between the two. It's got a 256-bit encryption between the headset and the base, and that's for signaling. So when I'm telling the device what I want to do, it's got a signaling thing, mm-hmm. and also for sound. So it's encrypting the voice. Now, if you think the the previous incarnation, incarnation the previous versions <laughs> of this device, and all decked devices had 120 uh, um, 128 uh, bit encryption. Um, we then took that and moved it to 256 bit. That's a 340 billion, 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 billion times improvement in the security of your device. So that means that people can't listen into the phone calls. And if you think 
taking people to work from home, yeah. you no longer have control over the security of your environment. So making sure that they have um, a secure environment that people cannot listen into the phone calls um, becomes a, a, an important consideration for, for kind of chief security officers across the country. That is a really good point, actually, and it's something I haven't haven't considered is the is the security in the phone calls that were actually on. Because I remember early on, people were sharing a photo almost to the day. Um, Here is my new work from home environment, and on the screen is what they're working on, their yeah. emails, all these things. You think, please stop tweeting these pictures. <laughs> I can zoom in, I can see what your day looks like, I can see who your emails are from. Like it's just it's crazy. But this this other part around the audio is really interesting. I hadn't actually considered that before as well. But David, I want to sort of shift a little bit to your sort of more consumer specific products very quickly and yes. and just talk about the 85T and the 85H because I've tested them both and they're they're excellent products. One's an over-ear headset and the other one is of course that what I see as the as the AirPods competitor. Um, and and they're doing really, really well. The the 85T is something that I think people were anticipating for a long time and it was it was amazing to see that you also provided an update to the 75Ts as part of that release to, to try and bring some noise cancellation into those that, that didn't exist before. So there's been a lot of changes there. And I'd love to hear from you as to how, obviously, without giving away sales numbers or things like that, but how is that market going for you? Is it, is it obviously strengthening? Uh, yes. Uh, I mean, the, the true wireless um, market is it's just ballooned. Um, so, I mean, if it can be a bit of a history lesson here, isn't it? Back in 1780. Um, so we created the, uh, one of, I'd like to say the, and I'm not quite sure it can be accurate. So one of the very first true wireless devices we created a couple of years ago, and it was called mm-hmm. an elite sport. And um, I remember that. yeah, at the time it was brilliant it had a heart rate monitor in it it had a a motion sensor so you could do kind of you could count the squats and the press-ups and all that kind of stuff Um, it was quite a large device so it only fitted in in certain people's uh, ears yeah and it was a little bit probably just before its time Um, but we we were able to create it because i take you back to the story of, of resound and our ability to miniaturize technology um to deliver you know, a, a life-changing experience from a sound point of view. We took all of that um, knowledge and, and learning and capability and put it into our um, true wireless devices. Um, and then from that, the, the, the uh, we have the 65T, then the 75T, and now the 85T. And again, if I remind you, you know, I said that headsets these days are very much software-driven. Yeah. And the the beautiful thing we didn't really expect it um, that we were able to um, when we launched the 85t um, which has some beautiful capabilities in it uh, and just subtle changes Um, so firstly it fits in your ear perfectly Uh, and if you look at the 75t and i'm very keen to get your thoughts on it but the 75t it's passive noise cancelling was so good some people actually thought it was too good because you could hear yourself, you know, as you, as you walked, because yeah. it filled your ear perfectly. And so what we've done with the 85T is we've just changed the design a little bit so that um, it doesn't completely block your ear. It allows some background noise to get in, just a, mm-hmm. a small amount, so it takes away that um, feeling of isolation, if that makes sense. You know, if you've got no. stuff tucked into your ear too tightly, you actually hear 
your self-breathing, your heart rate, your steps, your chewing, all of that. So it's got rid of that. So the 85T is a 75T on steroids. And I'd love to get your view because I've literally just received mine. So I haven't actually... Yeah, no, it's, it's, I completely agree. And it was the reason I, I love the 75Ts, but also hated them because I, when I was sitting on the couch or sitting at my desk, the, the sound experience was fantastic. On phone calls, I was heard better than I would be on other um, earbuds. But when I went for a walk or went for a run, that thud as I was hitting the hitting the pavement, it would just resonate back into your head. And that sort of took away the enjoyment of, of what you were listening to and things like that. Whereas the, you know, the eight, five T's that seem to allow almost a little bit of breathing space um, for those buds to, to work better. It absolutely does make a difference and, uh, and it makes them enjoyable to wear outside, not just when you're at home. Yeah. Brilliant. Look, you know, when you hear it from, from somebody who's not <laughs> just drinking the Kool-Aid, it's really nice to hear that it actually has done exactly what we expect it to. Yes. Um, and then building in the noise cancelling, um, the active noise cancelling, and, and it's it's got adjustable noise cancelling so mm-hmm. that, um, again, to, you know, we spoke about resound and the ability to change the settings of, of your hearing aid through your It's very similar. Phone. You can do exactly the same thing. So you can change it for, I'm on a train. It needs to be this environment. I'm on an aeroplane. I need to be in this environment. I'm in a coffee shop. It needs to be this environment. Because if you think the background noises in those three scenarios are so different you know it, right. it's relatively easy to drown out the background noise in an airplane because it's a constant jet sound coffee shops are much harder because there's a lot of highs and lows and it is it's more difficult to, to achieve so it needs a different algorithm and the, mm. the ability to, to to fit that through but then coming back jeff to to, to if you're going for a run um i'm a cyclist and mm-hmm. You're not supposed to wear headsets when you're cycling, but I do. Um, and one of the key things is being able to hear what's on around you. Um, That's right. Because as a runner, you know, you don't want to run out into the road. Um, you don't want to um, not know what's going on around you. Um, and by pressing one of the the um, buttons on the on the ear, it then allows the microphones to feed the noise back in, very similar to the side tone capability, but it actually allows you to hear. And it uses that microphone to, to play it back in. So if you're cycling down a road, you can hear the trucks. Um, if you're running down the road, you can hear that there's a car coming up to the junction, um, which you will do naturally without a device in. You know, you will run, you'll be listening to what's going on. And it just allows you to have that spatial awareness. Um, and, and these little things are brilliant. Um, really well thought out, well engineered products to, to fit exactly what people seem to be wanting. It's um, true. And and with excellent battery life is one thing I've I've noticed on this unit as well, because obviously you've got the wireless charging, which is extremely handy in the case, but um it doesn't need to be charged that often that actually do last pretty well. Yeah. And and uh, I agree. And, and um you know so many people talk talk about yes you could use a um, an AirPod, for example, for, for a day's work. Um, but the battery drain means that mm-hmm. you actually can't. You can't do a full day's work on a, on a standard consumer-grade no. um, true wireless device. But no, the nice thing difficult. about it, I mean, you've got, what, five and a half hours on a charge? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it recharges within something like 15 minutes to give you an extra burst. Um, you've got 25 hours of charging with, with the, the case. Um, and that's while using ANC. So it's it's not like you have to devalue its capabilities. Using everything that it has, it's still got a great um, battery capability. 
Yeah. And David, I'll give you a slight, a slight history lesson on this one, actually, because, okay. um, you know, you, you've been taking you back through some of the Jabra products. And, and even myself, I was putting together the questions for, for our chat today. And I went to my YouTube channel. I used to do YouTube videos a very long time ago um, when I had a younger face. And <laughs> one, of the, one of the first videos that I did and was a review of the Jabra Freeway. It was nine years ago. Oh, yeah. Um, that I, that I spoke about this product. I had it in my car and I was talking through how it's got FM transmission and things like that. And it was just mind blowing at the time. Yeah, brilliant. And it kind of still is if you needed something that sits on your visor. And I noticed that Jabra still sells the freeway. Now, I know you can't talk about future releases, but nine years, David, is it going to be updated or is it just that good still that um, there isn't really a need to do so yet? Um, I drive a Land Rover Defender. Mm -hmm. Right, and uh, I don't know if you know the Land Rover Defender. It's not the new Butte one. It's a it's oh, a twelve year old. I just had that one. The what? I just I just had one for a week. The new the new Defender. It's um, amazing. Seriously Sorry. jealous. You've just got me in the <laughs> tracks. Let's not talk about Jabba. Let's talk about the Defender. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what it was is, it like? <laughs> it was awesome. It was the first Defender I've driven. Um, yeah. but I loved its nod back to. The, the previous generation defenders while still being extremely modern uh, on the inside. So all yeah. your touch screen, things like that. Um, it had everything, but was still raring to just t be taken off road. So yeah, awesome. I, I, I'm, um, I don't think I'm wanting to try one because it's like going to the front of the airplane. Yes. You'll never go back. You'd be like, no, I don't want to sit in the back. Please don't make me. <laughs> <laughs> but I've had an, uh, uh, Land Rover Defender since 2008, and mm. I love it. My family don't because its reliability adds to its charm, as I describe <laughs> it. You know, we might, we might not, but by by traveling, we might get there. Adds to the anyway. Um, my car doesn't have any of the um, inbuilt capability, so I still use a freeway. And really, it's because it's on the dashboard. Uh, sorry, not on the dashboard. On the on the sun visor. Um, I actually use its clip as well to hold my car park pass when I'm going to work, um, but sense. I still use it. So, so yes, there's a, a generational change, and yes, cars are becoming much more, uh, much quieter for a start. I mean, you, you get into mm. an electric vehicle these days and actually generate white noise, yes. um, so they're very quiet and they have some great capabilities. But there's still an enormous number of cars on the road that are surprisingly older than three years old. No, I and agree. there is still that demand. Um, it, it was just interesting that that it's the it's the identical product, isn't it? As far as I could tell from the from the website, it hasn't mm -hmm. changed. Maybe there's been some firmware updates and things like that, but I mean, the, the look of it is is the same. Yeah, uh, and I actually can't, I can't comment because I'm not sure of its um, if mm. its future. Um, but yeah, I, I still use it. It's still on the shelves of our retailers across Australia um, yeah. and New Zealand, and it's it's a it's a cracking little product. And, it's and interesting one, that that was your first video. One of my first, cute, yeah. <laughs> one of my first. I mean, this was before that was was products that I just couldn't get hold of to review. So I was buying things to to test them and try and try and do some YouTube videos, which were terrible. But um, but that was one of my first real good ones. And it's actually, I think it's the most viewed video that I've ever made. And it probably is because that product is still available and people continue to um, to look for reviews of it. So yeah. it's great. I'm happy with it. Um, but the, the other product I have to ask about, David, was um, you guys used to make bluetooth speakers and the soulmate um was one was a very small speaker it used to fit into my gym bag and 
I used to take it to do, you know, workouts when I was going outside and I used to love it. It looked like it looked like one of those Dr. Martin shoes. We had a loop on the side and a bit of a, a beveled rubber bottom. <laughs> yes. But um, yeah. is, there, is there any chance that you guys would go back into the Bluetooth speaker market? Um, I, I would say that right now it, it, it's not the space that we are planning on playing in. Um, and the reason for that primarily is... Um, if I take you back to a statement I made earlier, you, we have so many learnings about the miniaturization of technology. Mm. Um, you know, if, if you do try the the 85Ts, I'm keen to get your your feedback on it, on its sound creation. But you know, we, we've got a, a 12 millimeter speaker in there that that creates a base level that you like. How do you get that out of that capability? Yeah. Um, and and it does come from years of understanding sound of understanding ears which is an you know when you say people what's your unique selling point or what's your unique about your business we really know ears um, <laughs> and, and, and if you if you know miniaturization and you understand how sound is delivered um, and you can create this capability then then it's wonderful if you then look at a speaker it, it's just the other way um, mm. you know it, it's relatively easy and i'm not not detracting from some of the wonderful um, speakers you get out of the market these days but it's relatively easy to stick stuff in a big box um, and it then becomes really um, easy to replicate um, it becomes a highly competitive market um, and it's not our focus now, right? Right now, um, that that doesn't mean to say it wouldn't be at some point in the future. But but um, all I can talk about is the here and now. Um, yeah, fair point. And, uh, it was it was a good it was a good thing. I, I really liked it actually, and the battery did last forever, as you'd almost expect. But yeah, uh, yeah it was very cool. Now, David, I, I know I've kept you for a while, but I've got sort of seven very quick questions um, okay. that I'll fire off to you, and then and then I can set you free. Uh, okay. David, what would be your favorite app that keeps you organized? Ooh, that keeps me organized. You're um, a busy guy. You're a busy guy. There must be something that helps you stay on track. So uh, I, I'm going to say it's really quite dull, but I do use OneNote a lot. Um, okay. So my actual app, though, is a paper and pen because I'm really old school. Yeah. Um, and I, um, my team laugh because I draw. I'm very pictorial in, in, in the way that I um think and so mm -hmm. i draw a lot on a yellow legal pad using a trusty old bic crystal pen because they're one of the best design pens ever <laughs> um, but then when i um, go through it i will then transcribe certain data from the pad into one note so it sticks there and i can come back to it which is probably not the most exciting no. <laughs> app that you've had on your podcast no the, the reason it's interesting is because i years ago i tested a product called livescribe and it was a smart pen that you would get your notepad and paper you know as as you were saying yeah you take all your notes and then what happens as soon as you finish taking your notes is they instantly appear on your phone in a digital format yeah. Um, that that product isn't sold anymore, but it was just a super smart pen that had Bluetooth in it. It used to record the audio as well. So as you were writing, if someone was talking, you could actually take the pen later on, click where you were writing, and it starts playing back the audio at that time. It was uh, yeah. You know, you know, I love those ideas. Um, but my my, um, if you start using technology to file stuff, you need to have a really good filing system. And my brain is too disorganized. Um, and I'm a moleskin notepad user, and yeah. I can still 
uh, when I picture a meeting and I can go back years, I can picture a meeting and I can see the room and I can see where people are sitting and I can pretty much picture a calendar that tells me roughly when the date of the meeting took place. And then I can know, oh, it'd be in that notebook and mm. it's around there. And you can actually go back and find your handwritten notes just because your Amazing. memory still works. Yeah. And I find I don't have a logical enough filing system for me to go, yes, well, I'll name that file this because mm. what was logical for me yesterday isn't logical tomorrow. And I've forgotten what I called it. And so then I spend hours going search. God, what was it called? No idea. You know, it, 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 yeah. I'm just not smart enough to be able to do it. So I. No, fair call, fair call. And um, I have to ask, do you have a favorite social media app? And I'm going to even allow Strava as an answer if that's where you were going. Um, I'm not, I mean, LinkedIn is the one I use, mm-hmm. um, but I think that's more because that's where um, the business community are. Um, yeah. I'm not a great fan uh, of social media, and, and that's probably the wrong thing to say in, in today's it's world. Not. But no. um, I, I, I do, it shows my age, but I'm still a, a Facebook user um, because, as you can tell from my accent, I am a POM. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really nice to keep in touch with um, friends that you've had for a very, I mean, I've been here for 20 odd years now, but um, still your school friends are, will always be the core of your heart. You know, they, they've been with you forever and they know you very well. So keeping in touch with them globally using Facebook, LinkedIn is the one I use most. Fair call, fair call. And when you do get five minutes to spare between meetings, uh, what's the first thing that you want to do on your phone? Uh, Well, I mean, checking emails should be the right answer, but I'm really addicted to an application right now called Mm -hmm. Virtual Racing or the Vendee Globe Virtual Racing. It's actually called Virtual Regatta, sorry. And and, um, you're actually a boat taking place. I don't know if you know what the Vendee Globe is, but it's it's a solo race. these guys in the most amazing sailboats sail out of France and they go non-stop around the world in these things that basically fly across the ocean and the, the, there's 900,000 people across the world all taking part in this race and it's just the easiest way to um, to kind of follow the race really? and be part of it and I'm totally addicted to it. Okay, I, I almost don't want to look at the app because I don't want to. Um, I just, I just don't need another distraction. But I'll take it on board. And I'll, I'll have a look at it. <laughs> and David, do you wear a do you wear a smartwatch or do you wear a traditional timepiece? I don't wear anything. Yeah, that's a very common answer. Now I'm not surprised. And uh, when we used to jump on airplanes, did you use the in-flight entertainment system or would you bring your own device? Uh, I generally used um, an iPad and a headset. Uh, because when we were traveling, um, I was traveling quite a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Most of it was was um, just within Australia, in which case I'd just take an old school book. I think we spoke about that uh, when we yeah. caught up this morning. Um, you know, taking a book. Again, I like the feel of a book. And if you're reading a novel, the ability to... Um, um, hold on, sorry, there's on the background. Oh, I'm just sort of playing some music. Um uh, sorry, the um, uh, yeah, reading a book and being able to flick back and remind you of who the character is. I love that in an old school book as opposed to an e-book. Good um, point. And when I'm on a long flight, I would download and binge watch. And yeah. my big thing that I was binge watching for a while was Billions. And, oh. and you'd end up just follow and you go, oh, my God, this is such a ridiculous story now. But I must see what happens next. 
can they just bring out the next season, please? But I think <laughs> they, they cut it in half because of COVID. So I'm expecting at some point the rest of the season to, to actually arrive. It's, yeah. um, it is getting ridiculous, though, the storyline. I think as they all do, they just hang yep. on for a while. But you're so addicted to the personalities and you go, oh, my God, I can't believe he's doing that. I know, I know. I know. I, I'm, I'm the same, but... In the, interest of, in the interest of time, I'll keep moving. Um, David, what do you love to do to disconnect? Um, I have a family with three children, so spending time with them is getting increasingly difficult because um, two of them are teenage and have no interest. Oh. My other big passion at the moment is sailing. Oh, wow. um, you know, because as, as the kids become teenagers and they don't want you actually release a bit of time. I spent four years doing an MBA, which I finished mm. in December, which swallowed an awful lot Congrats. of time. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and then you were released from that and suddenly you had all the time in the world. And then COVID hit and you had all the time in the world and less to do. Um, and so, so I've, I've, I do an, a lot of sailing, both um, uh, evenings um, on pit water. Uh, weekends Sydney Harbour and I, I had the luxury of buying a little um, boat just a, it was called an Etchells um, mm-hmm. which I sail on my own when I get the time and I love it because it's so peaceful and brilliant being out on the water um, yeah. and it's just I like a change. That. That, that, that is real freedom when you're just sort of out in the water on your own and just and, and there's there is you in the wind just sailing that's awesome yeah it is magic I love it. And David, the last question for today, um, this show is called Technology Uncorked. Uh, I do a Tuesday episode, which is these interviews. And then on Thursdays, I crack a bottle of wine and I talk about the news and product reviews of the week. Um, if you and I were sitting down for, for a drink together, it doesn't have to be alcoholic. Um, what would be your go-to? Ginger beer. Ginger beer. Any particular brand? I'm actually going to tell you because I've just discovered a new one. So walk with me to the kitchen. Yes. Hold on. I'm just going to open the fridge and see if I can find the bottle. We're all paying attention to the audio quality as you do this. Uh, so did you hear the fridge open there? So Barely. Fever Tree, mm-hmm. which also makes a fantastic tonic, tonic water. That's why I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah. Fever Tree's ginger beer is the absolute bomb. It is brilliant. It's got a, a, um, a spiciness to it as opposed to a sweetness. Interesting. Interesting. Well, mate, ne- next time you and I sit down for a conversation, I'll have to make sure I, I, I pack a few. <laughs> Love to. It'd be really nice to have one with you. <laughs> David, you've been an absolute pleasure to uh, spend so much time with us today. And thank you for everything today. It's been awesome. Thank you very much, Jeff. And I'll speak to you soon. Thanks, David. <laughs>